everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on SoundCloud, Tune and Spreaker, and available for download on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Make sure to like and subscribe, Rich Sports Talk, on Twitter, and of course on Facebook and our website, richsportstalk.com. And of course, if you want to reach out to me on the show, richsportstalk at gmail.com. And we are starting with the biggest headline in the NFL today. Actually, the two biggest headlines, but they involve the same city, and it's the city where I've grown up rooting for and basically been growing up in the area of so my bread and butter has really been the New York sports scene I know that better than probably any other sports scene in the country so I only felt it was right to do the Odell Beckham trade and of course the Le'Veon Bell signing to my New York Jets and I promise I will get into the Giants and into the Jets a little bit later but I wanted to start off with the Cleveland Browns who, if you haven't heard by now, have traded for Odell Beckham Jr. by sending the 17th overall pick, their third-round pick this year, which is actually their second third-rounder, so they had two third-round picks, and safety Jabril Peppers to the New York Giants for Odell Beckham Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, it's very clear. Aggressive has been winning in the NFL, and it's a copycat league. Remember when the Wildcat first came with Miami and everyone had to try it? Everyone was trying to do it, and it eventually petered out because people figured it out. We've seen this now with how teams are winning, with young quarterbacks on rookie contracts and spending in free agency. I want you to think, over the last two seasons, who's been the most aggressive team in the NFC in terms of free agency and trades? It's been the Philadelphia Eagles and the LA Rams. Both teams have made the last two Super Bowls, and the Eagles won the Super Bowl two years ago. It's a system that is working, and we're seeing that work. And for the Cleveland Browns, they see a window where they have a rookie quarterback on a rookie wage scale, and they have multiple picks they've accrued. And similar to the Patriot way, quietly Cleveland, they've compiled a deep plethora of draft picks. They had a ton of picks last year. They have a ton of picks this year. And with the 17th pick, they weren't going to get an instant impact guy. They could hope for one but they weren't going to get an impact guy like an Odell Beckham Jr. So I thought that this was an incredible trade for the Browns. And it's a great trade for a very simple reason. Because think about the landscape of Ohio sports over the past, not even 12 months. The state's most prized possession, arguably their college football team, Ohio State, is losing Urban Meyer. First he had a scandal, but then he decided to retire because of health reasons. He's gone. LeBron James decided he's going to Los Angeles, arguably the sport, this, the state's, I'm sorry, the state's greatest athlete in history, leaving to go to Los Angeles. So this is a time in Cleveland, and this is a city that, let's be honest, they haven't had the greatest sports self-esteem, and who could blame them based on their history? But this is an opportunity for the Browns to not only cement themselves as Cleveland's team but make an impact in Ohio because they have a young quarterback who will be great on television Baker Mayfield they have a good young roster of players that they don't have to pay a lot yet but another thing has happened and we saw it this week the deconstruction of both their two biggest rivals Vegas says that now in the AFC the Browns and I want you to think about this 12 months ago the Browns had won one game in two years today Vegas says the Browns have the third best odds in the AFC to win the Super Bowl behind only the Chiefs and the Patriots. I, I'm i not kidding you. Go look it up. 
it is incredible what this team has done to turn around. They've hit on a lot of draft picks. They've hit on the quarterback. I still think that Sam Darnold is the higher end. I said Baker coming in, I think, would have the biggest impact right away because I thought he was the more experienced quarterback. But I did think that when he came in, I said, look, I think some of these guys have a higher ceiling, but I think coming in, he's the best bet right away. And it's looked well for Cleveland. Now, with Odell coming in, that makes them the favorite in that division. Because I want you to think about this. Pittsburgh, even though they didn't have Le'Veon Bell last year, they're losing Antonio Brown. That locker room is toxic. And I'm curious to see how it's going to play. Because we're not talking about them just getting rid of a great player. We're talking about them giving Ray arguably the greatest receiver over the last decade in the NFL for a third and fifth round pick, while the Giants just got a first and third and a safety for Odell Beckham Jr. So I'm not sure how that's going to play in that locker room. I'm not sure how it's going to go over. I think Mike Tomlin's feeling the pressure. I don't know what Pittsburgh's going to be next year. And on top of that, the Ravens' defense has been picked apart. Weddle's gone. Suggs is gone. Mosley is gone. That was a great defense, and they've picked it apart. And Ozzie Newsome is not there. It's still the same front offense, but Ozzie Newsome, I mean, we talk about the Patriots' front office. I can make the case that outside the Patriots' front office, the Ravens had the best front office in the league with Ozzie Newsome. Incredible job drafting players, doing a great job building that roster. He's no longer the general manager there. And they have a second-year quarterback who hasn't started a full season. So the Browns, who haven't made the playoffs since 2002, they see this opening. And they've seen what the Rams and the Eagles have done. They're saying, look, this is our opportunity. We were a 7-8-1 team. The schedule isn't going to be horrible against us. We don't have to play a tough schedule like the Ravens are going to have to play a first-place schedule next year. We're not going to have to worry about some of these other teams in our division. Cincinnati is a disaster. We beat Pittsburgh. I mean, they tied Pittsburgh last year, but I, I think that they're a better team on paper today than Pittsburgh is, even with Ben Roethlisberger. And the Ravens have been picked apart. And look, they rode a hot hand to the postseason last year in a great defense. But that great defense has been picked apart. I will say this. I would be concerned about Odell because of his health. I think he's a good teammate. I don't love some of his antics on the field. And I do think some of of his comments in New York don't land well. And if things aren't going well, he tends to not have the best responses in the media. But I do think if they do win, it'll be okay. It'll be interesting to see because I do think that even though Eli's not a vocal leader, Eli had stock in that room because he had two Super Bowl championships. Even though he wasn't playing well, and I've been critical of Eli, there was still a respect I think Odell had to pay to Eli. I mean, let's face it, Baker's going to be a second-year quarterback. And while I do think he has a personality that could mesh with Odell Beckham, and I think putting him with Jarvis Landry, a good friend of his, will also help him, it will be interesting to see if things go wrong or if some if Odell's not getting his targets, how will he and Baker get along? Because we let's face it, Cleveland now, they have an embarrassment of riches. They have Landry, they have Beckham, they have Njoku, they have Chubb. They have a lot of mouths to feed in that offense, and Baker is the facilitator. Can he make sure everyone gets their touches and be happy, and can he command that huddle with all those high-profile players around him? I think he can, but it will be interesting to see. And I would worry about Odell Beckham's health. I mean, this is a guy who's been off the field more than he's been on the field the last two seasons. So I think that's another big important factor we have to look into too is his health. Can he stay on the football field? And to be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure. But if it does work, I do think 
in the short term, this is a great deal because in this window, I do think you're going to see Odell Beckham be focused because he wants to prove he can do it without without Eli. He wants to prove he can do well in Cleveland. And I think he wants to show the football world that he still believes he's the best receiver in the game because when you talk top five and hear all these shows and you hear all these analysts now giving their top five receivers, Beckham is maybe five now. A lot of guys are just writing him off because, look, he hasn't played the last two years, and I think that he hears it. He hears it, and he says, whoa, whoa wait a minute. I'm, I, I think I'm the best receiver in football, and he wants to go and prove it. And I do think you're going to see him at least next year, at least next year, be completely focused. And for Cleveland, I mean, they're giving up a safety who's been a disappointment, a third-round pick, which they also have a second, third-round pick, and a first-round pick that, let's be honest, they probably weren't going to get a great impact player. And with that pick, they probably would use it on the defensive line, but they just brought in Sheldon Richardson. I mean, they have a loaded roster. So for me, it makes a lot of sense to take this risk for Odell Beckham. Even if he's only great one or two years for your team, if he gets you into the postseason, it's worth it. Because this team, they haven't been to the postseason since 2002. It's worth it if he can get you into the postseason and more importantly, help Baker Mayfield develop. I mean, I'll get into this with Sam Darlayer, but if these acquisitions help their rookie quarterback develop, it'll be worth it in the end because then you'll have a guy that will be a franchise quarterback for 10 to 15 years. But it's important to bring them along and develop them. Now, the interesting thing with Cleveland, and this will be my last thought on them, will be how will they handle success? Because now this is the first time they've been semi-successful in years. And it's a culture where I don't think they're used to winning yet. I mean, let's, let's look at this. There's going to be a lot of pressure on this team. Think about it. The Vegas odds come out. They're now the third team most likely to win the Super Bowl of the AFC. Think about that. They're over the Chargers. They're over the Colts. They're over the Texans. You don't think that's put a bullseye on Cleveland? And let's also think about it. Baker Mayfield had a good first rookie year. But now teams have tape on him. Can he make the unnecessary adjustments in year two? And he's got a first-year head coach who's never been a head coach and was only an offensive coordinator for half a season. And now you bring Odell Beckham. So the pressure is going to be on because let's face it, they're going to be on national television a lot next year because of Baker, but because of Odell Beckham Jr., who's one of the faces of this league. He's one of the faces of this league. They are going to get him on television because people are intrigued. People want to say, how is this going to work in Cleveland? I mean, let's face it. Last year, if Cleveland won four games after only winning one game in two years, it was going to be a great season. They well over exceeded expectations going 7-8-1 and being in postseason contention. Now, you're having people coming out and saying, Vegas says they're the third best team in the AFC today. You don't think that's a little bit of pressure and people are going to say, well, this team should win the AFC North and everyone's saying they, they, sh they should win the AFC North. With their talent, I think they should. But we'll have to see how they handle success. And look, it's a young team. I mean, you have Landry there, you have Beckham, you have some veterans, but it will be very interesting because it's very hard to learn how to win with a young team in the NFL. Once you do, it's then how to sustain success, and that can be very difficult, especially with a young head coach. But, man, it will be fascinating to see the Cleveland Browns next year. And I actually can't believe I'm saying this. I really want to watch the Cleveland Browns next season. So we're going to go to the New York Giants. And I'm not going to harp on this because those of you who have listened to the podcast know my feelings about last year's draft. I said it after the draft last year. 
I said it after the draft. I said it going into the draft, and I said when I graded the Giants that Saquon Barkley was a great pick, but this team needs a quarterback, and they need to be planning for the long term. Coming into the offseason, I always say this with a general manager, it is always easier to be vague. Be vague. Don't give absolute answers, because if you make a deal or you go against your word, you're not going to look good in the public eye. Like, let's walk it back two months ago. David Gettleman, in a press conference, said, we didn't sign Odell Beckham Jr. to trade him. And what that said to Giant fans and the New York media was they weren't moving him. They weren't going to listen. When, in fact, we've heard the rumors that they were listening. They weren't making calls, but they were listening to calls to Odell. And this was an interesting. The two teams reported that Odell really wanted to play for was for the Rams and for the 49ers. One part of this deal, which I think no one is talking about, and I think it relates in terms to the Antonio Brown trade, where did they get traded to? Think about it. Odell wanted to go to San Francisco. And I do think San Francisco probably made a good offer. But why did they trade him to Cleveland? It's because Cleveland has a history of being a dysfunctional franchise. And I think that one of the reasons Pittsburgh, why did they try to trade him to Buffalo? Historically dysfunctional franchise. Why did they then trade him to the Raiders? I think part of it was they are a dysfunctional franchise. And you look, I think part of the reason they have traded them to those two franchises, part of them is hoping that history repeats itself. I don't think they want ill will toward Odell Beckham Jr. or Antonio Brown, but I think a part of them also don't want to see them highly succeed. Because if they don't succeed or reach their highest pinnacle, it reflects a little bit better on the general managers that made those trades If Odell gets hurt again or Antonio Brown isn't the same receivers, if he doesn't catch 90 passes in Oakland, people can then say, well, I guess guess they were right. Maybe they traded him a year like at the right time. They got good value back for him. It was before they saw something that no one else did, and they unloaded him at a good time. Why did they avoid trading Odell to L.A.? It's because they had Sean McVay and a great quarterback in Jared Goff. They knew it would work there. Why did they avoid trading him to San Francisco? Great offensive head coach and Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I do think Baker is a good quarterback, but he's only a second-year quarterback. I think that you also have a first-year head coach. We don't know how he's going to be as a head coach. In Cleveland, they have a history, and even though last year went great, but the track record in, in Cleveland is usually these trades for them, they don't work out. And I think that's part of the reason the Giants are sending him there is to also get him out of the NFC. Could you imagine if they sent him to San Francisco or to Los Angeles and Los Angeles got back to a Super Bowl with Odell or San Francisco got into the postseason with Odell? Giant fans would lose their minds. And I think it would help get Gettleman out of his office faster because it would be terrible optics. Well, we traded Odell. And he's helping these teams get to the postseason. Why isn't he on our football team? So I think that's part of the reason. And I said with the Antonio Brown trade when I saw it, I said they trade him to the Raiders because they're hoping they'll be the Raiders and be dysfunctional. I think part of the Giants trade to Cleveland is 
man, maybe he won't get along with Baker. Maybe he'll butt heads. Maybe, you know, he won't get enough touches with Jarvis Landry there. It's a young offensive coach who's never been a head coach. Can he handle that big personality? Because if you think about it, we didn't have any problems with Tom Coughlin with Odell Beckham. Because to me, Odell Beckham, if you have, if you're a good coach, he will respect you. Tom Coughlin was a great head coach, Hall of Fame head coach. And I think Odell respected him. Odell Beckham listened to him. When did Odell start going south? It's when the Giants brought in new head coaches. That didn't work. If it doesn't work with this head coach, do you think Odell Beckham, if he goes to Cleveland and they struggle offensively, he's going to take Kitchens seriously? It's like, wait, wait a minute. I'm one of the most talented receivers in the game, and our offense isn't work. You have to figure out a way to get me the ball. I think that's part of the reason the Giants made this trade. Now, I don't think you will ever, whenever you trade a star player, you're never going to get the same value. Now, for some people, when they saw this deal, they were like, okay, they're going to use these picks to build up this roster. They had to get rid of Landon Collins, and Jabril Peppers replaces Landon Collins. Now, one of the misconceptions, I want to get this out of the way. Some people say, well, they got rid of Odell for cap space. In the long term, yes, but this year he's still counting $16 million against the cap. So it didn't help for this year's cap, and it didn't help them save Landon Collins. And Landon Collins doesn't look good because they could have franchise tagged him. They didn't, and he just signed the biggest safety contract in NFL history. So it's not been a good optics week for the New York Giants because you have to be honest with yourselves. I think the Jets have been better at this over the last years is that, look, we're rebuilding. The Giants, two years ago when they were 11-5, and five, I think a lot of things went great for that team and things broke right. And to me, they felt that they were better than they actually were. In the last two seasons where they've been terrible, they don't want to admit they're a bad team and rebuilding when they've had the same amount of wins as the Cleveland Browns have had over the last two years. I mean, I think now the Giants are fully telling their fans, look, we're in a full rebuild mode. And I think that now Giant fans shouldn't have any expectations of reaching the playoffs. And to be fair, I don't think even with Odell, this roster was close to competing with Dallas or with Philadelphia in this division. Look, they weren't. They weren't even close. They weren't even in the same ballpark, the same league. And I think they made the right decision. But here's what I interpreted from this trade. What did they get? This year's 17. They got this year's third round pick. It's telling me they're getting a quarterback. We've heard it all offseason, and I've been saying it, and I did this on Bold Strategy, and I've been saying this for months now. Don't be shocked if Kyler Murray goes one, and I think the rumblings are getting louder, and I think when there's smoke, there's fire. Now, could they trade one of those picks for Josh Rosen? Yes, it's possible. But if they like Dwayne Haskins, they got ammunition to move up. And I think that if Murray goes one, there's going to be a rush. Because let's face it, there's really the scouts' consensus to legitimate quarterbacks. I like Daniel Jones, but I do admit he's a project in this draft class. If Murray goes one, I think there'll be a race to get up to two or three with either San Francisco or the Jets. I don't think the Jets will trade with the Giants unless the Giants gave them something incredibly stupid like three or four first-round picks. But even then, I think the Jets would be remiss because, let's face it, the Jets got a gift from the Giants last year with Sam Darnold. But the Jets now finally seems to have the quarterback situation situated. Why would they help the Giants get a potential franchise quarterback, the team that they share a building with and compete with in New York? 
It's bad business. You want them to struggle because you want to be good. And I don't see them making that deal. But with another team, absolutely. And to me, the Giants got all this draft capital to try to move up with San Francisco. Keep in mind, they've been talking to San Francisco about Beckham. So I think there has been a case, and they've maybe laid it out with San Francisco saying, look, we maybe not be able to get you Odell, but what picks could we get to move up? Because think about it, if the San Francisco sing there, they might say, look, New York, we want your first round pick, the sixth pick, we want the 17th pick, and we'll take a third and maybe a second next year. So the Giants could basically be trading almost straight up Odell Beckham for that second pick in a weird way to try to get up and get Dwayne Haskins. Because I think now, with Odell out of the building, it's clear rebuilding, which means you have to get a quarterback. And you're going to have to trade up because I don't think the Jets will trade with the Giants. And I see all these mock drafts saying, oh, they'll trade with the Jets. The Jets compete directly with the Giants. They don't want to help the Giants find a quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. I think the Jets will look at other teams for offers, but I don't think they will make that deal. To me, it makes no sense. Why would you help out the Giants, your rival in your city? So to me, this trade for the Giants signals they're rebuilding, which I think has been long overdue. It's, I think, signaling close, and I think it's prepping the groundwork for Eli Manning's not long for the Giants. Maybe this next season will be the farewell tour. We'll ha- we'll wait and see. But to me, what these picks tell me is the Giants, they're going to trade up to get Dwayne Haskins. They're trading up likely to two to get him. That's what this trade tells me. They're getting ammunition to move up. That's what this deal is telling me. And finally, the New York Jets. Now, yesterday was not a great day for the New York Jets with Anthony Barr returning to Minnesota. Now, a lot of fans were irate about that. I wasn't because I was a little curious about Barr fitting into that system. I do think he's a great athlete, but I wasn't sure how they would use him. I think Mosley's a great linebacker that they're bringing in anyways. And with Barr, I get it. Look, these guys, they're not official until they sign the contract. And Barr, let's face it, he was drafted by Minnesota. He's been in that system. And they offered him a similar contract, a little bit less. But he's comfortable in Minnesota. He might have just said, you know what? I'm not really comfortable. Minnesota, can you give me a little bit more? And maybe they met in the middle. So I'm not completely over. I mean, I'm completely over that. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that they got barred with the Jets. This offseason, I've been saying everything's about helping Sam Darnold. And look what they've done. They've gotten a great left guard that they've put in who could be a potential pro bowler. They went out and they got a good slot receiver. They've gone out and spent on the defense to try to make that better. And now they get Le'Veon Bell. And the funny thing is, Le'Veon Bell is actually the loser in this. Because he would have gotten $14 million guaranteed, and the Steelers reportedly offered him a deal of $70 million. The Jets yesterday signed him for $52 million, $31 million guaranteed for four years. This is a great contract for the Jets because... If you get two great years out of Le'Veon Bell, you can come on the back end with minimal cap hit. And most importantly, if he helps Sam Darnold develop over these next two years, it's a great addition. Now, the big question is what shape will he be in? I think, like Odell, it will be a big first year. I think he will come in completely focused next year and prove to people he's the best back in the league. Because I do think he's been hearing, oh, you know, he shouldn't have held out. He looks like an idiot for holding out. 
I think next year you're going to see Le'Veon Bell come fully back, fully committed to have a great year to show people, oh, you think Gurley's the best running back in the NFL? Let me show you. I think he wants to prove that he's great. I think for the first two years he'll be focused. I think about at the end of the second year, I could see him when that guaranteed runs out, he might be looking for a new deal from the Jets. But overall for the Jets, it's about helping Sam Darnold. They just got him a great running back. The Jets are one of the worst rushing teams in the NFL last year. They needed a running back. And more importantly, they gave him a weapon out of the passing game. They've given him a good check down back, a good screen back. Now with Le'Veon Bell, Sam Darnold can get lots of chunk plays out of the screen game on short high percentage passes. He was bottom three in completion percentage last year, but he didn't have a great check down running back to throw it to. He didn't have a great receiving core, and he didn't have a great offensive line. The Jets are doing things to help him. It's like what the Browns just did with Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. They're putting all these pieces around the quarterback to make them successful. And the system is working. When you don't have to pay these quarterbacks a ton of money with the first pick, you are allowed to go out and get pieces to build around them to help them be successful. I don't think the Jets are done. 